Never give up. Trust your instincts. James McLeod. Welcome to Navi Tales. Hello, everybody. I'm Josh. I am Nick. And today we are tackling Star Fox, which I'm actually really hyped for. And it, because we're post E3, we we saw the trailer for that game I wanted that I don't remember the name of. Starlink. Mm-hmm. And it's got Star Fox in it. And since then, I've been in a Star Fox kind of mood. Yeah. So uh, I'm pretty fucking hyped. So I thought, hey, you know what we should do? Star Fox. Some stair fix. So uh, Star Fox was founded by James McLeod and his best friend, Peppy Hare. Shortly into their new career, they were joined by a new member, Pigma Dengar. The team flew around the Lilat system, finding work wherever they were. They earned so much that James decided to upgrade the team's headquarters and purchased the building rights to a new mothership that would transport the trio about the system, but had to wait a while until it was completed. Star Fox tangled in battle after battle with Wolf O'Donnell during an uprising threat from an evil mad scientist named Andros. Meanwhile, Andros unleashed a secret experiment that annihilated Corneria's cities and was arrested by General Pepper, tried for treason, and finally banished to the faraway desolate planet Venom for casualties he caused on Corneria. Five years after the ordeal, General Pepper received reports from Corneria's observation station about sightings of bioweaponry appearing from Venom. The Star Fox team was then hired by General Pepper to investigate these reports. But upon their arrival, Pigma had been paid immense riches and betrayed his teammates to his new master, Andros, leading, leading to James and Pepe's captures. Uh, Wolf O'Donnell of the future Star Wolf team was also suspected to have a hand in the involvement. Uh, Peppy was barely able to escape, but his friends, but his friend James was not so lucky. Peppy returned home to Corneria and informed Pepper of uh, Pigma's treachery and the danger Andros posed to the Lilat system. He also told James's son, uh, Fox, of his father's fate. He took Fox under his wing and guided him in his quest to become a pilot. I just kind of want to dive into like Fox's name real quick. So his dad's name is James McLeod, and he named his son Fox McLeod. So that'd be like my name being Josh and me naming my son Person. Yeah. I just like, I, I'm sure I'm not the first person to make that observation, but um, I'm just realizing it now and it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm a little... I would like to name my son People. Peep for short. Peep. <laughs> this is my little... This is... this is my kid, Peep. This is my little Peep. This is my little Peep. <laughs> A few years after James went missing, Andros's empire began to gather strength, and war was imminent. General Pepper decided to reform the Star Fox team and set up a high budget around it. With new weapons, an automated robot, and James's great fox finally complete, Pepper recreated the team with the now 18-year-old Fox McCloud as the new leader. With his dear friend Peppy Hare, Fox chose new members, including the skilled mechanic Slippy Toad and former gang member, Falco Lombardi. Still feeling guilty about sending James to his doom, Pepper began to worry for Fox's future and decided to take the young McLeod's career into his own hands. I can read half of this. I have one eye on this screen. I need to resituate myself. That's much better. Starting at Corneria, the team fought through Andros's missions uh, throughout the Lilat system, making their way to their base on Venom. Star Fox's service proved very valuable since Corneria's defense, defense forces did not have a tank corps. Um, the Star Fox team's landmaster was the only vehicle that got the jobs, 
uh, on Macbeth and uh, Titana. Slippy's Blue Marine Experimental Battle uh, Submersible was the only available craft that descended to the depths on Aquas and discovered what Andros was up to. Pepe's uh, expertise, piloting advice, and prior knowledge of Andros's forces was essential help after he managed to escape from captivity at their hands. Falco was an aggressive fighter who helped knock out enemies while also looking for shortcuts and alternate routes to get to the action quicker. As a member of the Star Fox team, Slippy invented a, way, a wide variety of gadgets and vehicles, including his bossometer, to detect the life force of Andros' powerful lieutenant. Um, and his blue marine battle submersible allowed the Star Fox team to venture into depths of the waterworld Aquas. After many vitreous battles, the mercenaries reached the enemy's stronghold on the planet Venom where they encountered the infamous Starwolf and accumulated quite some time in dogfighting with them. Finally, the crew made it to Andross's base, where Fox single-handedly challenged Andross in single combat. After a pitched battle, Fox narrowly defeated the warlord Andross, and the threat was vanquished. The team returned to Corneria, where Pepper commended them and offered them positions in the Cornarian army. Fox refused his offer, claiming they preferred working solo. They flew off, looking for jobs just as they had in the days of old, looking forward to a bright future. After the victory over Andross's empire, the Star Fox team flew many freelance missions during the years following the cornarian venemian conflict. However, all was not well as time passed. After the conflict had been drawn to a close, the need for mercenary work became redundant and much-needed money became harder to come by. The Great Fox and the Air Wings became very aged, while Rob also suffered from lack of new parts and had trouble keeping himself together, leaving him and the vehicles in dire need of repair. Due to his age, Pepe had retired from active flight duty but remained as a mentor. Even Slippy was barely able to keep up with the repairs and had traded in his role as an active pilot and started to develop various weapons and gadgets for the Cornarian R&D. Fox and Falco became frustratingly bored and were prone to bickering, which Falco found amusing. One day, Cat Monroe sent out an SOS to Falco that she was being attacked by an unseen assailant, uh, giving Falco reason to uh, ship out into action without consulting with the team, leaving them to follow him in haste. Uh, on Titana, Falco rescued Cat from the Goros and met up with the Space Hot Rodders gang that were causing trouble uh, for a remnant of Androssians after stealing their data tapes for a secret weapon. Meanwhile, the Star Fox team met with the Cornarian officer, Captain Shears, at the Titanian base, uh, research base, who informed them that the base was under attack from, and from Androssians, and asked them to deal with the gang that stole the data. Fox took the bait and attacked the group, who... Uh, Shears accused of being, Andro of being the Androssians, actually the Space Hot Rodders, uh, prompting Falco to retaliate by entering a, uh, entering a dogfight with him. Despite using a barrel roll to deflect firepower, Falco uh, ridiculed Fox for it since it would leave him unaware of where his opponent will be, until Fox hid from sight in the sun rays and launched uh, homing, homing lasers at Falco, crashing his R-wing in the desert. Following the dogfight, Falco started fixing his downed Arwing in the desert while wondering if either Fox had gotten better or he's gotten worse. 
Back at the Great Fox, Peppy scolded Fox for his actions, noting that his father would not be pleased with his behavior. Star Fox then started doubting Captain Shear's accusations, since they knew Falco would never betray them to join any Androssians. Peppy even wonders about the base really being under attack when it was actually very quiet, sending Slippy and a Landmaster to investigate the problem. I feel like if you're going to do reconnaissance, like secret mission reconnaissance, you don't send a fucking tank. That's just me. Yeah. You don't send a mechanic in a tank. Yeah. Slippy drove his landmaster across the desert while having bad memories about the last time he landed on uh, Titania, just as Goros attacked in order to take him hostage. The Hot Rodders then contacted Great Fox. Cat trashed Fox for Falco's disappearance while Fox and Peppy wondering why she's on the ship that Shears accused being Venomian. I hate that word. Me too. Both teams came to a truce and viewed the data to contain the DNA for a living being and not a weapon, revealed to be the genetic code of Andros himself. Deciding to join forces and attack the base after Rob reported Slippy's disappearance. Fox and the Hot Rodders assaulted the base. The gang caused a distraction for the soldiers, while Fox followed Peppy's guide to rescue Slippy from captivity, eventually finding the lab where Andros was being grown, and Fox quickly getting into a sword fight with Shears after his true loyalties were revealed. Slippy attempted to reverse the growth process, but only accelerated it when Andros began to remember who Fox was and his hatred for him. Fox and Slippy then used the impounded Landmaster to finally destroy the, the feral Andros and escape the base. Outside, the Hot Rodders were unable to damage Goros until Falco arrived to save them by manipulating the creature, the creature's Spitfire with the G-Diffuser and barrel-rolled through its body. Falco then decided to have a vacation, taking his R-Wing with him, but told Fox to tell Cat to disband the gang and get out of trouble. I'm so excited I get to read this next part. The beginning of, uh, by far the best in the series. By far one of the greatest titles of all time. Star Fox Adventures. Stairfax Temperatures. <laughs> Star Fox Dinos. Four years after the Titania incident and eight years after the Lilat Wars, the Great Fox approached an ancient world on the Lilat system's edge, where the team received a briefing from General Peffer of a crisis at Dinosaur Planet, which sounds like a bad theme park. Uh, the threat was chunks of the planet had broken off and many posed a threat to the welfare of the Lilat system as a whole. Realizing their finances needed improvement alongside their aged vehicles and weapons, Fox, Slippy, and Peppy took the job and traveled to Dinosaur Planet. However, only Fox made contact with the planet while Peppy stayed behind to work on his maps, and Slippy continued work on developments and giving Fox vital advice. In need of a guide around the planet, Fox teamed up with Tricky, the Earthwalker's crown prince, using his sidekick skills to enable a successful quest to settle disputes and restore the planet back together. Later, after finding the fifth Crozoa spirit, <laughs> You'll can... notice that I kept this part to a minimum. <laughs> yeah. All I can think of is Crozoa Palace! <laughs> oh my god. I kept the dinosaur planet shit to a minimum because that's barely a Star Fox <clears throat> game. It was actually supposed to be something else. Yeah. But they just it's usually how it goes. Slapped Star Fox into it because why not? Yeah, I, 
title, but technically it's a part of the lore, so I have to fucking talk about it, even though it's garbage. Later, after finding the fifth Krozoa spirit, Fox parted with uh, parted ways with Tricky, uh, but not before saying that his mission would have been a failure without him, therefore giving Tricky an official Star Fox member badge, declaring Tricky an honorable member. Tricky's Yo. in Star Fox. I hope he's in the next game. He, he needs to be have his own ship. <laughs> I want it. I want a playable. Put him in Smash. I want to play as Tricky in Smash. Never forget no. Star Fox temperatures. Never forget Star Fox temperatures. Do it, Sakurai. <laughs> Please. Please. Tricky, playable character. Everybody says Waluigi? Nah. Tricky. Tricky. It's a real MVP. <laughs> I think we need to start hashtag Tricky and Smash. <laughs> By the end of the plight, General Pepper was pleased with the team's efforts and transferred their monetary award for saving the dinosaur planet and stopping Andross once again. Falco also rejoined the team after saving Fox from being used as Andross's chew toy. With the uh, uh, reinstatement of Falco and the addition of the mysterious young woman, a telepathic vixen, Crystal, uh, a new Star Fox team was born. And she's been in every game since because she is a fucking furry's wet dream. Don't get me wrong. I got nothing against furries. We're talking about Star Fox as we speak. If we had something against furries, we wouldn't talk about it. But holy shit is this fucking animated fox sexualized. <laughs> You're not wrong. A year after the plight of Soria, which I think we just need to comment one more time. The name of the dinosaur planet is Soria. Yeah. Krizoa Palace! <laughs> Tricky and Smash. Dude. Hashtag. A year after the plight of Soria, Andros's nephew and former Star Wolf pilot, Andrew... I have no idea how to pronounce this. O- Oikani? Oikani? Sure. A year after the plight of Soria, Andros's nephew and former Star Wolf pilot, Andrew... Oikani had gathered all the, that remained of Venom's forces and challenged the Cornarian forces in orbit near Fortuna. The more organized Cornarians had Oikani on the run despite constant surprise guerrilla attacks from the stealth forces. Can we talk about how the guerrilla attacks and he's a monkey? <laughs> General Pepper called in the team to cut through the ongoing space battle and finish off Oikani. After cutting through and hampering the Venom forces, the team chased Oikani's flagship to the surface of Fortuna. Oikani, after a bit of boasting, attempted to continue his attack, but was blasted by a new hostile, an Aperoid. After the butterfly-like creature fired on the team, they fought back. They discovered and retrieved a core memory from the wreckage just before more of the same Aperoids appeared, poised to attack. Fox grabs the core memory, and the team makes a break for it. After returning the core memory to Corneria R&D, the team gets word from General Pepper and Bellantino Toad, who is the father of Slippy Toad, about the Aperoids. Uh, how one destroyed an entire Corneria fleet, and how one and how the core memory. Uh, they recovered is partially damaged and not yielding a lot of information. Pepper then dispatches the team to Katina, uh, where their outpost has triggered a distress signal. After defeating numerous waves of aperoids, a giant aperoid appears and attacks. 
Fox defeats the creature and goes to retrieve its core memory, which appears to be fully intact. Then the distress signal stop. Uh, then the distress signal stops transmitting, and Fox and Peppy's old nemesis Pigma Dengar shows up, revealing that he triggered the SOS signal. He then steals the core memory and flees. Peppy tracks Pigma down the Sargasso. 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 Sounds like a pasta sauce. <laughs> Yo, I need some of this sargasso with cheese on my sauce. Some mozzarella on some, your sargasso. Some mozzarella. <laughs> this is racist. <laughs> Puppy tracks Pigma down to the Sargasso space station, a pirate and criminal safe haven controlled by Star Wolf leader Wolf O'Donnell. Wolf's minions attempt to take on the team with battleships and gateway spawners with no success. Then Wolf and Leon arrive with Star Wolf's new recruit, Panther Car- Caroso, and challenges Fox, Falco, and Crystal. After a dogfight, the six pilots call timeout, and Fox demands Wolf turn over Pigma. But Wolf claims Pigma is not only no longer a part of Star Wolf, he's not even welcome in Wolf's territory. Ultimately, Panther, being infatuated with Crystal, points the team towards Ficina. Dude, these aren't even fucking names. No. These are ridiculous. Yeah, these They're are... either ridiculous in their simplicity, like um People McLeod. <laughs> People McLeod. Or ridiculous in like they're just putting a bunch of letters together. I bet you I could come up with a name for a Star Fox planet right now. Um Cor Cor Corancho. I got one. Corancho. I believe it. That sounds like something that could happen in this universe. Yep. This is dumb. It's a planet of Italians. <laughs> no, no, no. That's Sargasso. Oh. <laughs> the oceans are marinara. <laughs> the marinara stretch. Oh, my God. Fuck. <laughs> you use the garlic boat to travel across the marinara ocean. <laughs> the land masses are just the meat the ballers. <laughs> oh my god, we're the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry if that offends any of you, <clears throat> but I'm just picturing a planet that Eminem is king on right now because it's mom's spaghetti. Oh my god. I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> the team proceeds to Finchina only to find that Pigma tampered with the planet's climate control center and triggered a massive blizzard. Fox goes in Fox goes in first in a landmaster to manually reactivate the climate control center so the R-wings can safely fly on the surface. But after resetting the system, the security sentry bots attack Fox, likely because of Pigma's tampering with the ID system. Falco arrives in time to save Fox from the bots and carry him out on his wing. The two proceed to attack the aperoids that have infested the area while Slippy investigates the sentry bots. He then surmises that the aperoids can affect and control machines. Pigma arrives and shows that he's controlling them by infesting part of the center's, the center's engineering and triggers an overload of the climate control center's power reactors. Star Fox decides to let Pigma go for now and focus on saving the climate control center the only thing keeping uh, Ficina habitable. After destroying the infested machinery, the overload is halted. 
After continuing to track Pigma, Star Fox corners him at an unfinished base located inside an asteroid belt. They find his ship abandoned, but find Pigma now fully infected by the core memory and transformed into a living, Gorgon-like creature. The Aperoids, through Pigma, warn the team to cease hostilities and surrender to them. But they attack and destroy Pigma, recovering the stolen core memory. They send it to Pepper and Beltino, who use it to discover the location of the Aperoids' home planet and information on their leader, the Aperoid Queen. Before they can return, Crystal senses trouble on Soria, and the team rush to investigate. Fucking Soria. Oh god, we're going, Meg. Is Tricky okay? Because he god, better so. be, because he's in fucking Smash Bros. They arrive to find Soria under severe attack from Aperoids. Crystal and Fox hit the surface of the planet while Falco and Slippy clear the skies. With the Aperoids defeated, Falco and Slippy return to the Great Fox. Fox and Crystal stay behind to check on their old friend Tricky. Yee. <laughs> Uh, who is all grown up, and now the king. Put him in Smash. <laughs> I need King Tricky. Give me King Tricky. I want King Tricky. Tricky offers to help, but Fox insists he stay to care for uh, Soria. He vows to do so. That way, the two foxes could come back on their honeymoon, to which Fox is sent into a nervous panic. Understandably. General Pepper then contacts Star Fox and warns them that Corneria was attacked while they were handling Soria's Aperoid Crisis. Pepper's transmission is cut off and the crew races to Corneria City. That, again, dumb as fuck. <laughs> Think about it. The name of the planet is Cor Corneria, and in the middle of the planet is a city called Cornarian City. That's like naming a city Earth City. Yeah. And having it be the biggest city on the planet. Like the capital of the world being world world. <laughs> world world. World city. Earth world. Fuck that. The Aperoids jam their radar with powerful jammers, so Fox must destroy them first. Afterwards, Peppy transmits an R-wing for him to use, but the Aperoids destroy the ship and surround Fox. They're ready to blast him, but then Wolf shows up and rescues him. Wolf claims he still owes Fox for attacking his base. After clearing out the remaining Aperoids, Rob spots an unknown vessel quickly approaching. Peppy recognizes it as General Pepper's flagship. It has been taken over by the Aperoids, and Pepper is infested and controlling the machine. He orders Fox to destroy him, but Fox panics, inadvertently allowing the Aperoids to wrest control of the machine from Pepper. Once the ship is destroyed, it plummets to the surface. Peppy shows up in an R-Wing and takes the brunt of the crash, saving the general and routing the Aperoids. Beltino and the research team discover the location of the homeworld and discover that they have a tendency for ap apoptosis, cells designed to self-destruct. Beltino hurries to create a program that will set off a chain reaction in the Aperoids once fired at the Queen. The Aperoids attack Corneria's orbital facility, to try and cut them off from the homeworld and destroy the self-destruct program, but Star Fox, uh, the remnants of the Cornarian fleet, and Star Wolf fight them off until the program is ready. After proceeding through Cornaria's orbital transmission gate, they attack in full force. Once the base is secure, the team prepares to enter the planet and attack the Queen, but the Aperoids form an impenetrable barrier of energy closing off the entrance. The Great Fox arrives, clearly being taken over by the Aperoids and damaged, and rams into the shield wall, shattering it. Fox resolves to press on into the planet. Behind them, the Great Fox is apparently crushed by the uh, reforming wall and explodes. Star Fox and Star Wolf 
who just barely made it through the hole in the, uh, in the shield, fight down to the Queen's Lair. The Queen sends her strongest forces to stall them, but Wolf, Leon, and Panther volunteer to draw them off while the others proceed to the Queen. They find the Queen who attempts to null the team with uh, voices from their memories of being of beings she absorbed, including Pigma, Pepper, Peppy, Rob, and even James McLeod. Fox and the team power through the voices and fire the program into the Queen. At first it seems to be working, but then the Queen suppresses it, trying to escape and find a treatment. They chase after her and fully trigger the program. The chain reaction is successful and destroys the planet, the Queen, and any remaining Aparoids in the Lilat system, thus ending the Aparoid Wars. Sometime after the Aparoid invasion, the Star Fox team once again went into decline as the whole team went their separate ways with only Fox and Rob staying on. Falco left to find the thrills which he had during the past events, which mirrors what he did before the incident of Soria. Slippy left because he fell in love. Peppy was appointed the new general of the Cornarian forces after Pepper became confined to his sickbed. Crystal disappears after being ashamed and heartbroken after Fox asked her to step down from the team, and the Great Fox, which was destroyed during the Aparoid invasion, has been replaced by a new model, which is considerably weaker. During the Anglar attack on the system, the Star Fox team rejoined in most storylines. One even includes Amanda, Slippy's fiance, joining the team. It's also possible that sometime after the events in Star Fox Command, Fox settles down with Crystal and has a son named Marcus, like a fucking normal name. <laughs> Inspired by his parents, he enrolled in the Cornarian Academy like his father, then soon became... Mm, then soon started a new Star Fox team with Slippy's son and Peppy's granddaughter, with Falco serving a role similar to Peppy's as an advisor. However, it is unknown which ending is the true one. A Star Fox Command is currently the last game in the series chronologically. And, uh... Yeah, I think that's all all we got for Star Fox at the moment. Yeah. Awesome. A lot of space furries. Yeah, a lot of space furries. This definitely awoke some people. <laughs> like, some people had their first moments with this game. Yeah. But overall, I've always been a big fan of the franchise. It's the only SNES game I still own, and I literally bought a SNES Mini just to play Star Fox 2, which, so far, my SNES Mini, all I've played on it is Earthbound and Star Fox 2. So, yeah, whatever. Sounds like you. Yeah. Um, hey, dude, I'll pay 80 bucks to play an unreleased game and my favorite game, comma, again. Um, but, uh, yeah, like we like to end every episode. Uh, Nick, what you been playing? I have been playing Hollow Knight because we finally got it on the Switch, and it's great. Mm. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I love the, love the, like, the atmosphere of the game and, like, all the characters. And, uh, Enjoying the Metrovania, Metroidvania, you know, play style and stuff like that. Uh, and I've also been playing some Splatoon 2 because somebody bought it for me. I didn't have a Splatoon buddy, so I just made one. <laughs> so you bought me Splatoon 2. So the past couple of days I've been playing Splatoon 2, uh, pretty much just playing online just to, 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 to work out the rust of not playing since the first one and uh trying to unlock some more weapons but i do need to do the stories and i also have the octo uh dlc yeah because they just said they they showed in their fucking reel that the octo expansion was coming out summer 2018 and then announced it was coming out like the next day yeah i was just like oh go fuck yourself nintendo they weren't wrong so i uh I, I'd already bought the DLC at that point, so I've been playing the fuck out of that. That DLC's dumb hard sometimes. 
Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it's that DLC. So f- it's so fun. I love playing as an Octoling online because I like the stupid haircut. Because like you get two hair. Because I'm playing as a male Octoling, and you get two haircuts as a as a boy Octoling. You get like the one that's just got the tentacle right down the middle that looks kind of like a mohawk, except the tentacle flops into their face. Yeah. So right now I got goggles on, but the tentacle just flops right between them. And, or you could get the Bob Ross haircut, which I also rock every now and then. That's great. Yeah, it's pretty neat. But the the expansion uh, has some really cool stuff in it. Some incredible, like some cutscenes that are really, really awesome. The final secret boss is so unexpected. So I'm not going to spoil it for you. But it was awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the DLC and I'm still working on it. Uh, I, I'm not one of those people who sat down and completed it like that day. Uh, I was like, N- I just want to get Octoling and then play online and then do this at my leisure. So I grinded through it until I got the uh, ability to play as an Octoling online. So it's been great. Yeah, it's a really fun DLC. So I've been playing a fuckload of Splatoon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Future Fights coming out with their Ant-Man update soon. They announced that uh, they're coming out. So I Ultron's one of the worst characters in Future Fight. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. Yeah. Because I really like Ultron to the point where I, I have him tier two. Like, I, I had the materials to do it, and I was just like, okay, yeah, I like Ultron. He might be garbage, but, like, cool. So they announced that there's a new Ultron skin coming out, and I'm just like, oh, fuck yeah, that means they're going to buff Ultron. Nope, it's Pimtron. It's an Ultron uniform for Giant Man. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, I swear to God, if Giant Man is a better Ultron than Ultron, I'm rioting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's some bullshit. Yeah, but I just I just tier two a bunch of characters. I got Star-Lord done. I got Rocket done. Um... Yeah, I'm just grinding through that. Uh, I also started playing Pokemon Go again. I don't think I've talked about it since we've been on the pod, since I started. Yeah, I have been playing Pokemon Go, uh, like... Consistently. Consistently since it came out, and I just never really mentioned it, but since Josh Josh started playing again, so we can mention it. We've been playing a lot of it lately. Yeah, we've played a lot of Pokemon Go. Uh, The water event is ending today, um, so we've been playing a lot. Uh, We did the community day... Uh, this past weekend, which was for Larvitar, so we got ourselves some Tyranitars and some shiny Tyranitars. Uh, it was pretty fucking dope. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I'm glad we finally, I'm glad that we have a group to do it in. Yeah. I'm just walking around the, the park near us that has probably the most Pokestops per area in Rhode Island, and... I'm just like this game's dead as everyone is playing Pokemon Go. As I'm the just entire like, park is filled the, with as people. The, yeah, we're it's the entire park is playing Pokemon Go, and I'm like this game's so fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody plays this game anymore. This game was cool when it came out. Uh, but yeah, it's fucking dope, and they're adding trading in, but it like just started rolling out today, and it fucking it looks iffy right now. So we'll see if they fix it and how that works in the future. But. But it's a lot of fun. Uh, I forgot how much fun Pokemon Go is. And part of the reason I really wanted to get back in Pokemon Go is because of the announcement of Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. I feel like uh, getting good mons in Pokemon Go is easier. Uh, Yeah. Especially like some of the later ones because it's basically just a remake of Yellow. Yeah. So I could just send one over, over one of my four Mewtwo's. Yeah, right. I could just like send over a Tyranitar. And I'll just be like, I feel like... Uh, I don't know, because I don't know if that game's going to be exclusive to Gen 1. Oh, it might be. Even if it is, I still have some pretty boss-ass Gen 1 Pokemon. Yeah. I got a kick-ass Blastoise. Bleastoise. 
And I got a slow bro named Everyday Bro. I named my Pokemon outrageous shit. Like my my um cloister is named Dirty Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah. I'm uh looking forward to that. Uh other than that, we haven't really been playing anything. D and D's been weird. Yeah. Because we've all been busy. It's summertime, so we've been really busy. Like, our DM is out of the state right now. So we've been more casually playing D&D than hardcore playing it, like, before. But that doesn't mean I don't have my share of ideas of, of things I want to do. Yeah. I mean, we've played... That, and I still think you should be a, uh, what is it, a, um, the, the robot race. Yeah, I forget what they're called. Yeah, me too, off the top of my head. Um... Warforged. Yeah, a Warforged sorcerer. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to sell. Dude, fucking, yeah, they look dope. Yeah, and I want to be a uh, gorilla folk druid. Just be like this grumpy gorilla. <laughs> Who's also a druid. Grumpy monkeys. But yeah. Well, yeah, we've we've just been having fun playing Pokemon Go. That's really what we do if, like, D&D doesn't work for whatever reason. We just play Pokemon Go. Yeah, with whoever's around. Yeah, so... And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's been fun. I've been going outside a lot. I've also been spending, like, way too much time diving into that book. So oh, if yeah. you know Game Theory at all, which I'm sure if you listen to a video game lore podcast, you probably know who Game Theory is. Matt Pat from Game Theory. Um, ever since our Five Nights at Freddy's episode, I kind of lost myself a little bit to that <laughs> game. It's taken a portion of my soul. Because that one was a really tough one for me as a lore person to write because it frustrated me so much and I need but it frustrated me to the point that I really want the answers. Yeah. So if you've been looking at it at all, he he talks about the survival logbook and in, in, in the most recent couple episodes. So I bought a copy and I'm just diving into that trying to find out anything I can that he hasn't already told me and it's just fucking me up, man. Yeah. The book just seems infuriating. And, and it's not even big. It was 10 bucks. It's just, I look at it with such disdain. <laughs> but, I'm sure he does too. Yeah, oh, I'm sure he does too. But yeah, no, it was definitely, it's gotten, a, it's gotten my, it's money's worth out of it, I fucking guess. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so whatever. That's, that's been my life. <laughs> Fuck it. But uh, yeah, so, um. Check us out on social media. We are on both Instagram and Twitter at Navi underscore Tales. Again, that is at Navi underscore Tales. Uh, at the bottom here, uh, I just want to, again, apologize for not coming out with an episode last week. Yeah. We had something in our personal lives come up where uh, we just couldn't record. We we had a lot of things back to back that were very sudden uh, with uh, someone very close to us. So we we had to make sure we were there for them. And so, uh, again, we apologize. Uh, we'll try to make sure it doesn't happen again. But life sometimes just happens. Yeah. Uh, so we, we, we'll do our best. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was just one week. It was, we've been yeah. pretty good ever since then in getting, you know, even some Hell, dude, even- I left the country and, like, the coast a couple times and we were still pretty damn good on it yeah so but it was just one of those things where it was not expected and we just had to deal with it yeah so uh we'll do our best as we always do uh so until next time we'll see you then bye love you
just literally just about to talk. Unplug the fridge. All right, we're good now. Whenever you're ready. Waiting on you. <laughs> this isn't me this time. I want to go on record and say, you're the f one who's just fucking me right now. Normally, I'm the one who fucks everything up. Are you waiting for something? <laughs> Fucking warm down here, dude. Dude, I know that's why I'm wearing shorts. Oh yeah, well I was at work, so I kind of have pants. You gonna start? Is this what we're gonna fight about today? Is this it? Never give up. Trust your instinct. <laughs> I haven't been able to talk for like days, dude. I keep getting my words mixed up. Well, you put your clock up. <clears throat> yeah, I did. And it's not telling. I know, that's right. Never mind. Yeah, I put it on the right time. It just got no second. I thought it wasn't working because it's got no second clock. A second hand? Yeah, whatever. Your second hand. Okay. I thought I heard somebody saying that they want to get rid of all analog clocks in schools because... Kids don't know how to read them. Yeah. So instead of teaching them how, they're just going to get rid of them. I mean, they are kind of... Obsolete. Yeah, I mean... We can move forward in technology if we wanted to. I feel like it's really not that hard to understand, though. There's like a bunch of stuff in here. I don't know why it's in here. Technical difficulties. But upon their arrival, Pigma had been paid immense, ri immense riches. Fuck. I don't think that's what I typed. No, it is. It right there. <laughs> Don't tell me what I saw. Google Docs is fun. <laughs> uh, Star Fox's service proved very valuable since Corneria's defensive forces did not have tank corps. Um, I know, Cor. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to get tweets about that. After the victory over Andros's empire, the Star Fox team... Uh, flew many freelance missions during the years following the Corneria uh, Venomian. Cornerian Venomian. 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 Cornerian Venomian. You can't say that word. There's no way you can. I know you. You're going to struggle saying Venomian. Venomian. Okay. Cornarian Venemian. Cornarian Venemian. Cornarian Venemian. And now I'm gonna fuck it up. <laughs> Here we go, kids. After the victory over Andros Andros's Empire. After the victory over Andros's Empire, the Star Fox team flew many freelance missions during the following years. Um after the Cornarian Venemium Venemium. <laughs> And I fucked myself by switching years and following. <laughs> oh. 
We're not even gonna mess with this. Cornarian? Nope, you read it. We're not messing with this. <laughs> okay, I'll read this. I don't feel like sitting here for five hours. Slippy. You're doing it too. Yeah. <clears throat> Slippy. <laughs> Slippy. A year after the plate of Soria, Andros's nephew and former Star Wolf pilot Andrew Oikani had gathered all the remain. About that far burn. <laughs> <laughs> But after resaying with the Aperoids defeated, Falco and Slippery Slippery. <laughs> She's gonna have a, like a montage of us saying his name wrong. Cause it's a dumb fucking name. <laughs> Slippy's a dumb word. It is. I want a slippy amiibo though. Um Slippy Smash. Do it. Slash Smash twenty eighteen. Slippy and Tricky. Slippy Tricky. Make him a make him a duo team. Yeah. Make him like the ice climbers. Or like fucking duck hunt. Yeah. He vows to do so. That way the two foxes sh uh, should come back. Could come back. That way. Fuck you. <laughs> With the program ready, Star Fox rallies all available forces to invade the Aperoid home planet. Uh, after proceeding through the Corneria's orbital transmission gate. <laughs> what? <laughs> That was such a don't fucking say it what. <laughs> <laughs>